Kyle Fansler from World Soccer Talk, and this episode of the World Soccer Talk podcast is presented by Sling. Using Sling, you can watch the conclusion to the Premier League and League 1, as well as the upcoming Women's World Cup this summer. Again, you can watch all of that on Sling. Syria fans in the United States will be well familiar with Poppy Miller, who is the host alongside the likes of Matteo Bonetti, Marco Messina, Mike Grella, in their coverage of the top flight in Italian soccer. And today I have the privilege of talking to Poppy about her career. So Poppy, we were just talking about it beforehand. It's kind of a random question to start, but you're a Nottingham Forest fan, and people might know you for your Italian soccer coverage, but Nottingham Forest staying up in the Premier League what is it about Nottingham Forest? Do you have a connection to there? Are you from there? Are you just a fan of it? Just tell me about your, your passion for Nottingham Forest. I'm so happy we're starting on a high because this is <laughs> a really big low to start this off. Uh, nice to see you, Carl. I'm, yeah, I'm a massive Forest fan. I grew up in just outside of Nottingham and used to go every week with my dad. I think that's how I fell in love with football and really got into it. Um, and then obviously they got promoted last season and a lot of people expected us to go straight back down this year. Um, and last season we actually went through the playoffs to Wembley. So I went home, um, flew home. It was the same day as the Champions League final. So I flew back straight after the Champions League final, got off the plane and went straight to Wembley to watch oh the match. <laughs> Um, and it was the most nerve wracking thing. But I was just saying watching them this weekend against Arsenal may have even topped it because it was just so close. And I was just thinking, just give us one more season in the Premier League because mm. it, it's such a special place. And I know everybody feels like that about their team. Right. Um, but when I'm back there and when I go to the city ground, it's just it, it's just it's such a special feeling. So I'm glad that we get to at least have one more year. Uh, in in the Premier League, which is nice. I'll get to see another game there. Hey, Poppy, well, that's, that's one thing. But as I said, most people will know you in the United States, at least for your work uh, with CBS and its coverage of, of Serie A. So before before we get there, just give me your background in your, your career in covering soccer, working in the broadcast industry. How did it start? And just, you know, just tell me about your roots. Yeah, so uh, Forest was really the first, uh, the first team that made me, you know, love football. And I think growing up and and watching it for so long, and then I started playing when I was young as well. Um, and I actually came to the states to play in college, so that was a really, um, it was a really special. Uh, time for me being in the States, playing college, and I knew I was never going to play professionally, but I loved the sport so much and wanted to get into broadcasting. Uh, and I really hoped that I would be able to eventually get into football, uh, but I knew it would be probably take a few sports to get there or a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started working for the Charleston Battery, who were in the USL Championship for a couple of years down in Charleston, which was really nice. And then I uh, did a few freelance things with a few different networks and and some major league soccer stuff. Stuff and then uh, made my way up to Connecticut during the pandemic. Um, and that's really like my path here. I know everyone's path is so different, but it, it's nice being able to cover so many different leagues, I think, because, you know, when you when I was in England, I think I was just very guilty of watching the Premier League, watching the Championship and watching obviously the Champions League and Europa League and the, and the big teams that were in it. Um, but now since I've started covering uh, Serie A and doing more leagues, I think it's it's in a in a strange way it's made me fall in love with football even more um Mm -hmm. so it's yeah it's been special when you say Nottingham Forest kind of sparked your interest in the sport and in broadcasting was it always something that 
you know, if just from a young age, that's new, you knew you wanted to do that? Because I can look at it from my perspective and I can say, oh, ever since I can remember watching TV, I wanted to be on TV covering sports in general. So does that apply to you as well? And the fact that when you were a young kid, you wanted to be in this kind of position that you're in now? Honestly, not really. I think maybe because I wanted to play when I was younger so much and I just wanted to be outside and I wanted to be with the boys and I have two sisters. So it wasn't like I was always, you know, at home kicking around a football with brothers. But I think just being around my dad and, and going to watch it so much, all I wanted to do when I was younger is play sports and play football and watch football uh, and do a lot of different things. So I think that was where my love really came from. And then as I got older, there wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of women that worked in football when I was younger but football really started to become on the rise I think as I got older even when I would go and watch the FA Cups and the women's matches it was such a massive change from when I started to watch it to when I uh, ended up leaving in England then to come here to the States to play and, and even that change it was almost like once you go to university in England you pretty much have to decide are you going to turn professional or are you going to you know go to university and then just play in a club team on the side or you know on a Sunday morning mm -hmm. so I think in America there's a lot more opportunities for for women in football and then to to do broadcasting I never really thought that was an option you know we had Jackie Oatley who who was a commentator in England and I used to obviously watch the women that were in football a lot um, but now it's massively changed, uh, especially here in the States. Obviously, you have so many, you have so many sports, right. but so much opportunity. But it's definitely changing in England, too, which is nice to see. So how did you go from working with Charleston, for example, and then having these freelance positions to now working with, with CBS and working on their, their Serie A coverage, the Golasso Network? How did you make that jump from the, from the earlier stages into where you are now? It was interesting because it was all during the the pandemic uh, and it, it all happened so fast. I was working in Charleston and then everything seemed to really be put on hold because of COVID and then everybody was working from home. There was no game. So I actually was just working from home remotely like everybody was at the time. And then CBS got the rights to the Champions League. So it, they were, you know, putting the crews together and um, it was split into, you know, two that we had the CBS Sports Network side. And then also on the digital side, there was the HQ streaming. So I was then uh, brought in to, to do the pre-pre-show the and the post-post-show, which was honestly, it was such a dream come true even to, you know, cover Champions League football in any capacity. Mm -hmm. But the way that it happened was just so bizarre. I remember even, you know, having the phone calls and I was thinking, is this right? I don't think it's Champions League, surely not. Um, and then, so I was in Charleston, you know, came up for I think it was three weeks during the pandemic to finish out that Champions League season because it was so condensed once they started playing again mm. with all the restrictions that were were around the teams and with the Europa League as well uh, and then after that I ended up moving up here um, full-time to work here. Yeah sure. well now most people will see you on Serie A coverage and Calcio e Cappuccino I want to ask you about your appreciation for Italy, because I already mentioned the people that you work with frequently, you know, your, your Matteo Bonetti's, uh, Marco Messina's, Mike Grello's. You can really feel their passion for Italy and their appreciation of the culture. Has that rubbed off on you a little bit in covering Italian soccer? Do you find yourself more in line with Italians? 
You know, it has, but I find it really difficult to talk about how much it has rubbed off on me because any time that I'm going to say something nice about Italy, they will say something negative about England. So I'm like, forget it. Forget the compliment because uh, now you've just gone back at me already and I haven't even said anything yet. Um, the perfect example was probably a few weeks ago. I said I was going to compliment Italy or the Italian managers that had made it so far in the Champions League. I think it was three of the four in the semi final. But before I could even get to it, Grella said, Well, yeah, because we all know that football came from Italy and we play the best while <laughs> and we do this. So I, I secretly it has really rubbed off on me and I appreciate their love for, for Serie A so much. And now I feel so invested in the league, but at the same time, I have to be careful with just how much love I give it because it's only a matter of time until I hear how many world cups do we have compared to how many world cups do you have? <laughs> right. Well, how do you contrast your personal, or maybe not appreciation, personal fandom of Nottingham Forest and now, and next year, the Premier League as well, versus your professional job with Serie A. Is there one that you watch more? I mean, obviously you have to watch uh, so much Serie A to stay in line with everything happening in there. So does it ever conflict with your your ability to keep up with the Premier League or, or other leagues across Europe or the world? You know, it's such a nice problem to have because I do think that a lot. I think, you know, how much football can I possibly fit into this weekend? Because, well, it depends on the schedule, really, for Serie A because a lot of the time we'll do Saturday and Sunday or depending on the games, we're often here a lot at the weekend. So it gets to the end of the day and I think, what what did Forrest do today? What was the score? And then other people will be watching or say, did you see this or did you say that? So mm-hmm. normally at the end of the weekend, I'm able to catch up on other leagues and what else has happened but I feel it in the moment very uh invested in whatever's happening in Serie A and it's hard not to be especially you know when we're bouncing around the games and and keeping up with the games of the weekend and the the season this year domestically in Serie A has been so exciting with just how well Napoli's done but then the race for the top four has just been ongoing all season so it feels like there's just been so many storylines to keep up with which has been really nice because it's bit you know sometimes in England or wherever it is you normally have the favorite and you know that it's they're going to be up there with the best whereas in Serie I think we've had four champions in the last four years so it's one of those leagues that I think you know, for for me growing up, I didn't watch Serie A week in, week out. But now I can honestly say, even if I wasn't watching it, if I wasn't working it, sorry, I would definitely right. still be watching it at mm-hmm. the weekend. So now Forest has, <laughs> or the Premier League has kind of come secondary to that. But I definitely like try and catch up as much as I can uh, at the end. And then it helps as well, because we have so much football here to talk about. And on the shows that we have, you know, we're bouncing around the latest news. So it, it almost coincides with each other. And the fact that you're able to keep up easier through that. Um, but definitely at the weekend, it's, it's very Italian football heavy. Poppy, brought up an interesting point there that the Premier League and Serie A both have interesting races, whether that be at the top you know, title races, uh, race for top four, but also at the bottom when you look at relegation and Nottingham Forest was for a time well entrenched in that battle. And I want to harken back to your work with the Charleston Battery, and you've also worked uh, covering MLS. Something that we talk about a lot here at World Soccer Talk is promotion and relegation and how it would succeed in, or whether it might not succeed, who knows, in American soccer. I want to ask your opinion, having worked with a, a USL championship side and having covered Major League Soccer and having worked on European leagues, 
What is your take on promotion and relegation in the United States? Do you think it would be successful, maybe not successful, just because of all the various factors that are here? Just what is your take on a pro-rel here? I would love to see it. I think that it always makes, you know, any league more exciting when the, when there's a real possibility that you may not be playing in this league next season or your your status isn't you know for sure you have to you have to play out the season and obviously that depends on where you'll end up i think it's difficult with the model that america has right now because you know how do you what leagues do you connect with each other to be able to do the promotion relegation uh and obviously it i think there's a lot of work that would need to go on in the background but i would love to see it i think that it would make the the games more exciting and i think one other thing that's that's interesting is seeing how many teams in a America make the playoffs that was a massive change compared to European football because you know I'm not sure off the top of my head how many even make it in major league soccer but it feels like a lot of teams right, yeah. can make the playoffs so maybe even starting with a smaller playoff pool will make it more intense throughout the season uh, but it's just an interesting debate and I think from a European football perspective it's difficult for us to imagine anything other than promotion and relegation Whereas maybe from an American perspective, it's hard to imagine that ever happening. So it's just two completely drastically separate worlds. But that's why I love the Open Cup so much. And I'm excited to see, um, you know, as to have some of those games, because that really does give that's the closest thing to it. You know, where Mm -hmm. teams from the very bottom can reach the heights of of the best teams in the state. So I'm a massive fan uh, of the Open Cup and any time that we can see um, that we can see an underdog really shine on on a big stage. Right. Because it's similar with the Champions League as well. I mean, even a couple of seasons ago with Sheriff and, and what they did, obviously it, it didn't go too far in the end, but for them to get a result against Real Madrid, I mean, that's something that they'll talk about for mm-hmm. years and years and years to come. So it's those special stories in football I think that are what makes the sport so unique and what makes you love it so much. Mm -hmm. Pop, it's got a a couple more questions just about you individually. It's kind of a a random one, but I want to know if there's anything, or I want to know what your most interesting thing about yourself is. What do you consider something interesting or special that you do or maybe just about you? That's a really good question. I have absolutely no idea. Um, I'm trying to think of what would be interesting. It's one of those questions, right, where you like, oh, well, I'm sure there's something out there, but then you're trying to think, well, what is actually interesting? Because, you know, there are people that do all kinds of things. But maybe how about maybe a little more easier question. How about the most famous person you've talked to or interviewed or worked with uh, in your in your broadcasting career? Oh, um... I think uh, a couple of years ago we had Kaka on and that was a really special moment. I feel like to be able to to speak to him, it was before one of our Champions League matches, I think. Um, and I can remember he was the most polite, lovely person. He spoke to everybody by name and I was just really taken aback thinking like wow is this really happened and I I joke because this you know there's so many guests on every week it feels like with the Golasso network and with mm-hmm. everything up but I think that was definitely one um that that really stood out to me with uh with just how kind he was with his time especially more than anything right. but um in terms of yeah I think I would say Kaka off the top of my head seems like a pretty good one uh Pop, my last question for you, and, uh, you know, you have a lot of fans that watch your Serie A coverage. 
I want to ask you, where do you see yourself in a couple of years? Is it do you want to stick with Serie A coverage? Maybe do you want to switch over to the Premier League? Maybe embrace that Nottingham Forest kind of fandom that we already talked about? Or is Serie A somewhere where you are comfortable and you see yourself there in the near or distant future? I don't think I could take covering a Forest game and watching them every week, especially <laughs> if next season's going to be similar to the one that we've just had where we're in the close to the bottom three all year long. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, for me, I'm I'm so happy right now and everything that we have here at CBS, it feels like, you know, every week we're, things are changing and we've got exciting uh, new things coming up, even with the Open Cup that we have, the Women's Champions League, obviously Champions League football, Europa League, Europa Conference League and then Serie A. So, you know, it, of course, you can always dream and there's so many there's so many things in football. I think that's one of the things that makes it so exciting is those World Cups are so much in the on the European stage. And then domestically, there's so many different leagues as well that are so popular. But I've absolutely loved working in Serie A, doing some Champions League stuff, doing Europa League as well. So getting to do a mix of it feels really special in the moment and I think it's like easy to forget sometimes because you you start thinking about what could what could come but um you know we were just talking this past weekend uh, with our Italian coverage that the season has gone by so fast and if it, it, it it's been a long season especially because we've had the World Cup break in it but it's been a really special year you know for for us all and getting to do some more stuff with the with the Galasso network and with that launching so I would say you know at the minute just really, really happy and enjoying working on a lot of different properties. All right. Well, CBS seems like a great spot if you want to work on a bunch of different properties. Uh, Poppy, I want to want to thank you for uh, coming on and talking to us about your your career and your Nottingham Forest fandom and your work with uh, CBS and Syria. And looking forward to, even though the season's just about concluded, looking forward to the rest of the season as much as there as much as there is. Yes, me too. Thanks, Kyle, so much. Really appreciate it. Cheers.